This is HPR episode 2648 entitled Explaining the Controls on My Amateur HF Radio Part 1 and is part of the series HAM Radio QSK. It is hosted by Mr. X and is about 27 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is I attempt to explain the controls on my Kenwood TS940 HF Amateur Radio. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Welcome, Hacker Public Radio audience. My name is Mr X and welcome to this podcast. As per usual, I'd like to thank the people at HPR for making this service available to us all. Uh, HPR is a community uh, podcast created by the community for the community. That means you could contribute too. Just pick up a a recording device. You could use an MP3 player, um, your phone, tablet... um, computer if you have such a thing these days who has computers these days um, so there we go uh, so um, I thought in this episode I thought for all you budding hams out there or or f- for or amateurs as we say in the UK um, or, or people possibly thinking about uh, becoming an amateur I might cover I thought I'd cover the uh, controls on my uh, amateur HF radio. It's a Kenwood HF transceiver TS940S. And uh, some of these controls these days you won't see in a typical modern radio, um, uh, but a lot of them you will. And uh, the thing about this radio that I particularly like is uh, there's no uh, menus. And because it's a large radio, there's enough um, room on the front panel to uh, have. Uh, one control that does one thing. You don't need to go into layers of menus to to reach any of the features. And I think sometimes some of these features that they have on the modern radios are a bit gimmicky anyway. Uh, I'm sure some of them are very useful too, having said that. <laughs> um, so, um, the the radio itself, um, it's, um, it, it's the front panel's... Um, um, uh, how can I word this? It's it's um this distinct regions in the front, on the front panel. A uh, sort of uh, one one two depends how you split it, I suppose. Um, well, basically on the on the left hand side is generally uh, for controlling the uh, transmit section, the output section of the radio. Uh, the middle section 
It's uh, predominantly to do with um, changing modes, changing bands, changing frequency. And uh, the right-hand side of the radio is predominantly for uh, receiving, uh, adding filters and such like to help you uh, pick out a, a signal amongst all the noise. That's the biggest problem on HF, of course. You've got lots and lots of noise to contend with and uh, you want to try and filter all that out. So, um, I'm just trying to think. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 31, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. There must be about 50 controls on this thing, something like that. Um, so some of them are, as I say, are, you won't find in a modern radio, and and some of them I don't actually know exactly what they, you know, I've got an idea of what they do, but not exactly. It seems a bit strange because you know it's it's very unusual for me to have something that I don't kind of understand how to operate properly. But um, it was kind of set when I got the radio. Radio I bought it second hand, and I've never really touched some of these settings. And uh, but anyway, we'll cover it anyway. So. Starting at the top left hand corner, the big main button is power, and uh, well, it's kind of obvious what that does, isn't it? It turns the thing on, and it's a kind of latching push button, you know, you push it in and it stays in, uh, you um, push it again and it springs out again. Um, I think I remember reading somewhere that if you turn it off and, off and on too quickly within a short period of time, it can go into a funny mode and confuse the radio, and I think you have to unplug it and plug it back in again, but uh, that's just a by-the-by. Um, because of the age of the radio, um, when you turn it on, you hear a pile of relays clicking and clattering inside it. It's, it's fairly quiet, really, um, but I mean, mod- nowadays, uh, everything would be solid state, or, or maybe the odd transistor would be very small and quiet, so you wouldn't hear it. Um, so we'll go ahead and um, I'll turn that on and let you hear the, the click, if I can And that's back off again. So I think that, that that's that's the, the power button. Um, next to that, uh, next button along in the top row, top left, is a button called timer. And it's a thing I've never used, uh, but the radio is able to turn itself on and turn itself off at certain times. Um, I dare say if you're wanting it by your bedside and want to be wakened gently by some soothing Morse code, it would be ideal, wouldn't it? So um, or maybe you'd want to go to, go to sleep with the soothing sounds of, of Morse code in your ears. Hmm, maybe not. Right, so below that, you've got uh, uh, the next row down from that. The first button is uh, Vox and Man. And if you, so if you push the button in, it's the same sort of thing. It pushes in and latches. In the Vox position, um, voice-operated switch... And basically, if you start talking into the microphone, um, the transmitter will transmit. And when you pause, it'll drop back out to receive again. So you don't need to push the PTT. You don't need to push the transmit button on the, on the, on the microphone, basically. Uh, and if it's in man, then I presume that's manual. Uh, next button along from that is uh, full and semi. Um, now, what the heck does that do? I, I think... That's to do with Morse code. Um, I, I think I think if it's in semi, then if if you're using Morse code, it 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 transmits them. You stop it, drops back into receive again. 
Um, is that what that is? So, in would be full. Semi. Aye, I think that's what that's to do with. Mm, totally didn't know what everything did. Uh, the next one along from that, third in from the left, second row from the top, is uh, monitor and off. So if monitor or mon money, if that's active, uh, pushed in, then um, when you talk into the microphone, your voice can be heard in the uh, speaker. Um, so if you've got headphones on, um, you can monitor your own voice and it's... Uh, could be useful. Um, probably not a good idea if you're using a, a hand microphone and, and the an external speaker because you can get feedback. Um, and obviously the off position that turns it off. I've got that off by default. Um, and the final uh, button on the second row down is uh, dim and normal. And that that dims the display. I think it all, it not only dims. There's a ah no, I'm not sure. What, it's not LCD. It's not LCD. It's not LED, is it, um, no, it's, it's not Nixie tube, it's, it's a kind of, uh, it, it's a bit like an LED display, maybe it is LED display, but I have a funny feeling it isn't, um, and anyway, it dims that, and it also dims the, I think it also dims the, uh, the backlit on the, um, the meter, it's got an analogue, uh, meter that, uh, wavers up and down with signal and whatnot. So that's what that does. Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> so if we go to the next row, third row down, uh, well, the first uh, key, let's turn this back off again, is, um, uh, oh, no, I, I quite often, by the way, just, I tend to use dim, because it, it, I think, I'm sure I heard someone say that it, um, it puts less strain on the, well, obviously they'll put less strain on, on the illumination of the light uh, on, on the on the meter and possibly on the display as well, stop it burning in sort of thing. Like, I don't think it's an LED, I'm sure it's something else. Uh, fluorescent tubes, can't be fluorescent tubes. Uh, but um, it, um, as the radio is quite old, I, you know, I want it to last basically and uh, strain it as little as possible. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm not sure what age... It actually is. I'm sure you can look. I might, if I look in the, I might put it in the notes if I got a chance. How old the radio is? But it's pretty old these days. It is, it is transistorized, but it hasn't got valves or anything in it. But it was just at the period where they switched from, I think, from valve output to uh, transistors. Transistors microphone units. It's uh, slipping a bit. The headphones are actually a bit, a bit the big side for me. Um, so the third row down. Uh, the first uh, button you come to, uh, again, it's a latching button. You've got send and receive. And I, I guess if you had a a desk mic or um, or if you were um, using a Morse key, you could lock the radio into transmit. And then if you were uh, either sending some Morse code or using a desk microphone, uh, you wouldn't need to hold the, the button in while you're transmitting. And at the end of it, you just hit the button and it drops out, the button pops out and it goes back to receive. So, of course, I never use that button. Um, there's an auto and through. And I haven't got a clue what that does. Hmm. Um, 
maybe she done a wee bit to research. I, th- I thought I thought there was only the odd button, but it just surprised now that I look at it. There's so many buttons on this radio that um, it, it, it's uh, it can be a little bit bewildering if if you haven't when you when you first look at it sort of thing. Um, um, might have to split this uh, podcast into more than one um, section, which I'll uh, which kind of love. Uh, the next button along from there is narrow and wide. Now, uh, this at that time, um, the manufacturers, the, the, the I don't know if they still do this sort of thing, but there was extra options you could buy at the times. Good way of bumping a price up, or you could buy it later on. You could buy a, a, a filtering board, and if you bought this filtering board, then you could open the case up and uh, and fit this board, and then that that this narrow and wide switch would operate. And so that if it was a noisy signal, you could hit the narrow button, and it would it would reduce the bandwidth of the receiver, so that you wouldn't you could you would hear the, the quality of the audio would be impaired, but at least you know you wouldn't hear the interference above and below the signal you're trying to listen to. So um, so that that was that wide and narrow, but it does nothing because I haven't got that board installed. Uh, obviously, I bought it second hand the radio and just came with what it came with. Um so the next control along is a is a switch um <clears throat> an attenuator it says ATT uh which stands for attenuator and uh, it's marked with a 0 a 10 a 20 a 30 and then below the 30 is brackets db which stands for decibel decibel and uh, this uh, attenuates uh, signals. So if, if a if a signal is coming in too strong, it can it can become distorted, and you can you can click on some um, attenuation. So if I just that's that's a switch turning. So that's handy if you get a strong signal coming in. Um, sometimes actually uh, it um, it. Um, even if it's not too strong, it's sometimes quite nice to to attenuate things a little bit. Um, if if the signal is not varying too much in in, in strength, um, because the next control along um, is is EGC auto gain control, and I'll explain that in a minute. So uh, it's got. I'll explain what I'm talking about with attenuator and AGC in a minute, but if you the AGC has got three positions, uh, it's off, fast, and slow. So what the auto gain control does is it's a bit like um, a, um, an automatic attenuator, uh, uh, or, or no, it's, it, it, I think it adjusts the is it the it's either the it could be signal or it could be audio. Is it audio that it actually adjusts or is it signal? Basically, it turns again up and down. So if it's, if a signal is too strong, it, 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 it quietens it a bit. But what happens is you hear the um, the background noise coming up and down, and it can be a bit annoying. So if you click in some attenuation, so the signal drops a bit, then the the, the gain control doesn't ramp up and down so fiercely, and it's a bit more pleasant to listen to. And uh, the reason you might want slower, fast EGC if 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 the signals fading in and out very quickly, you might want to use uh, fast 
but generally uh, it slows absolutely fence the gain just drifts up and drifts down slowly over a num- number of seconds uh, it's a bit, bit nicer on the, on the ear so that's that's why you've got off fast and slow and if you had it off then you'd be turning the volume up and down all the time uh, trying to uh, because if the volume of the, the, the received signals would be all over the place basically so it's a very handy feature to have the AGC um, the next control along is called meter and it has one two three four five six positions and um, some of these things you, you wouldn't get on a modern radio and there are hangover from a hangover from a bygone era when um, radios had the uh, had valved um, transmitter tubes inside them basically um, I'll explain in a minute when I get to these these uh, options but um, the first few um, are quite normal you've got you've got the first one is comp which is a compressor um, so that, that allows you to see um, it's, it's used in, con- in conjunction with another control uh, which I'll cover later on in a minute uh, but you can adjust the compression of your audio so that allows you to kind of boost or compress the peaks and and uh, troughs of the, of the audio, so it's a bit like well, it's audio compression you, that you do in, in in audacity. You know, it means that the the, the difference between the loudest piece, piece of audio and the quietest piece is compressed, and it makes the the average audio sound louder. Um, you know, it's it's used to devastating effect in adverts. Buy this carpet for nineteen ninety nine. You know that sort of thing. You know, it sounds that loud. You know, um, that sort of thing. So, uh, compressor or comp. Next thing is ALC, auto limiter control, and um, that tells you if you're driving the radio too hard, and you need to back things off a bit. Um, again, I think that's used in conjunction with uh, another control, the processor control, which we'll cover later. Uh, next one along is power, and in fact, that that generally is where I leave the the. Um, the switch. Um, I mean, generally, uh, a lot of these controls are just set and left and never touched. Um, but um, be- because um, this is an early transistorized um, radio, I think it might even be the first um, attempt that Kenwood made to produce a transistorized radio. The uh, transistors are a bit fragile um, and can be damaged easily. So I tend to run, although the radio is rated at 100 watts, in fact, it might even be a little bit more than 100 watts, I uh, I run it at 70 watts um, maximum so that um, it's, um, it's a gentle life. And I think these the, the Kenwood 940 as well, they're a, well, it's a wonderful radio. Um, they were known for um, output stage failure, you know, the, the output transistors failing. So just by just by Treating it a little bit gentler, um, it, it, um, I've had no problems with this at all. Um, f- I completely faultless. Um, and the previous owner, well, it was a previous owner that told me that, that uh, he never ran it past 70 watts, and that's probably why it's still working today. Um, the, the, the next um, position around it is SWR, which stands for Standing Wave Ratio. And that um, allows you to um 
measure the the uh, standing wave ratio is uh, it's a how can I explain this? It's um it shows um how much power is being reflected back from the antenna if it's not tuned properly, basically. So the lower that figure is, the better tuned your antenna. And you don't want um, signal returning back up the uh, antenna feed back into the radio. It can cause interference in the house and uh, to other TVs and whatnot, and it can damage your radio and blow up these um, delicate um, power transistors that I was talking about. So... Um, some of these positions are quite critical really to the operation of the radio uh, if, if you don't use them. But once they're set, you just have to leave them alone. Uh, next, IC. Um, I think that's to do with the, the final stages. The out, in, input current, maybe? Um, you know, I, I think when you had input current and the next one is VC voltage something. Or other, I'm not sure. <laughs> But but basically, uh, when you had a, a valve radio set, you know you had to you had to check um, and monitor the the voltages coming in and out of the voltages and currents coming in and out of the valve, and you could blow the thing up. And I think that's why these are here. But I've I've never really paid any attention to these at all. Um, so it's a bit of a gimmick, I think, in reality. As long as your SWR is okay and you uh, you 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 don't I am. Set your power level too high, then you're going to be okay, really. Um, so that's that's that. So we go down to the next uh, row. So the, there's a there's a row of buttons below um, the top row of um, uh, that I was just to the, these th these three controls I was talking about, and uh, NB1. NB2 and PROC and the, these both these all these three um, switches can be pushed in or out and they're latching just like the, all the other ones I was talking about uh, NB1 and 2 are, are, are noise blankers so they, they, they take out um, repetitive pulse noised type interference say if you had a car idling outside and it's you know you're, you're, in, you're in this kind of ticking noise you might be able to knock it out by pushing one of these noise blankers in now, the two work differently, and some work better for some kinds of noise, and the other works better for another kind of noise. And I can't. I, uh, it was a long time since I looked at this. Um, I think one works better with short, very short um, pulses, and ones work better with longer pulses, or the frequency of, the pulse, of pulses or noises or something. Something to do with that. What a terrible uh, review this is, isn't it? Um, and the final one, proc on and off, is I think that's to do with the uh, processor and like that's which is to do with the, the compressor. You know, for, if you turn that on, then you've got the the speech processor or compressor turned on, so that your voice is um, boosted. Do you want that on or off? Um, Makes you wonder. I wonder why the since the NB1 and NB2 is for reception, it should really be over on the other side of the radio. But certainly the proc, the processor button should uh, make sense to be next to all these other transmit um, functions. One of the attenuator things to do with reception as well, isn't it? God, this is confusing. So right, okay. The uh, the, the next row down from that, there's a there's a 
there's a I forgot to mention there's a phone socket for listening to headphones on that row. Uh, so the final row uh, on the on the left hand side starts with a microphone socket. That's just for whatever microphone you have attached. I've just got the standard handheld Kenwood microphone. Uh, next to that is a rotary control, fully variable NB level, noise blanker level, and you can you can adjust how fiercely the noise blanker takes out the the the, the, the pulse tone, the pulse noises that are coming through, and you know the, the more aggressive it is, the more it de- uh, deteriorates the quality of the the um, the audio. Generally speaking, these noise blanker things just don't work at all. They're usually a waste of time. But actually, on this radio, they do actually work. I have seen me using them on on occasions. I've had multiple radios in the past with these noise blankers, and they're just a waste of time. But um, I think it's quite good circuitry in this one. It does actually make a difference. So that's noise blanker. Next one along is, it's a kind of rotary control with an inner and outer section to it and it's called processor and they've got processor the inner one is processor input and the outer one is processor output and I think it's quite a sophisticated um, speech processor compressor on this radio it's I think it's an RF process speech processor Um, and you know I have never touched that, that those two controls, the inner and outer. I've left it where it is, and it's currently sitting at uh, three, I think, something like that. And when you're looking at, uh, if you put the meter onto ALC, auto limiter control, you can check you're not, um, along with compressor, you can check that you're not driving the radio too hard, basically, and, and causing interference or whatever. Uh, as I say, how, mu- how much you still get of this on a modern radio, I'm not quite sure. Um, next one along, uh, mic and power. Uh, I've never touched a microphone again since I bought the radio. It's sitting at 2, and the power is sitting at 6, and that gives me about 70 watts, something like that. Um, it's It's got a really nice... Uh, I've heard other Kenwood radios and they've got the Kenwood 940s and they've got a lovely mellow sound to them. I think uh, some people prefer uh, you know, quite a, a sharp um, audio, a sharp crisp audio, um, which is great for um, you know um, working distant, long distance stations and, and you know get breaking into the you know, into you know getting a very weak signal through. But this radio's got lovely mellow uh, audio. Like the, as they say, BBC quality, bassy and 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 rich and mellow and uh, very very nice, but maybe not ideal for for um, for you know DXing and somebody trying to to get the, out, out of the noise sort of thing. You know, it's it's um, but uh, that's by the by. Um, so that that that's all the controls on the left hand side for the transmitter. Um, talked about. Okay, so that's about it for this uh, episode. It's all, it went on a bit longer than expected, so I think it's a good place to stop it. So this will be part one. Um, I know Ken likes multi-part shows, so that'll please Ken. Um, if you want to contact me, I can be contacted at X at hpr at googlemail.com. That's mrx, 
AT, HPR, the at symbol, googlemail.com. So until next time, thank you and goodbye. Listen to me, listen to me, listen carefully, listen carefully, listen carefully. What I'm about to say, what I'm about to say, is about to say, this year, this year, you will produce a show for HPR. You will produce a show for HPR. You will produce a show. 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 You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.